Whether you're looking to achieve financial freedom, boost your personal development, or enhance your business acumen, you are in the right place. My name is Simone Samaluka Radzins, and I am on a journey for true business freedom, and I want to have you along for the ride. Each week, we dive deep into the topics that empower you to live a more free and fulfilling life and also give you the tools to do that in your business. A few weeks ago, I was on for now apparent what seemed like a long week away from my family. And it was a travel week. It was an amazing travel week. And I learned so much about some of the lies that I've been telling myself. And so today I want to talk to you about that and a few updates on this podcast. I'm so happy that you've been listening so far, but let me just get into it. There's not going to be a little a little intro on this one because I got to tell you a little bit about myself for everybody that doesn't know me. You know, Moni is my nickname. I am Simone Samaluka Radzins, CPA. And for the last, well, since 2015, I've been working as an entrepreneur. I've started a few businesses. Some failed. Some were great, but burned me out. And as I became a mom, which was in 2021, I started to really rethink what it is that I wanted to do. And in our lives, you're going to notice that, you know, there's something called the Ikigai. And it is an amazing tool if you are trying to figure out what you want to do. I've done that. I've created my own tools. Because the moment that I realized I didn't know what I wanted to do, I didn't truly listen to myself and allow myself to have permission to explore different things, to explore something completely new. And I'm going to tell you a little bit why. So accounting and this whole idea about money and finance has been deeply rooted in me. When I was young, I grew up extremely poor on food stamps in a single family home. My money blueprint is one of scarcity. I've definitely been working on rewiring it. But because of that, I had to learn at a very young age how to work hard to be able to pay for things on my own, to be able to live the life that I wanted. And I think that's a great skill. It's, you know, I started my first uh, entrepreneurial venture, I think in middle school, you know, buying bubble gum and selling it for a little bit more. Lemonade stands when I was, you know, eight, making more than, you know, $100. And this was like in the 90s. And so money and business, you know, the idea of Moni Knows Money came from, came to me actually when I was in high school, when I was the, the high school treasurer of a, a high school with, I think, 3,000 people, right? So money has always been a really important part of my life. It has been because it, for me, was what I thought was true freedom, right? Because it is, right? If you have money, if you have resources, then you're able to achieve a lot. And my first career, I got recruited really young when I was in university to be in public accounting, which is just a lot of glorified uh, drinking and food and happy hours, but a lot of hard work, like 80-hour weeks, and then got recruited to a few other really amazing positions at Fortune 500 companies, ended up moving to LA, worked in the studios, traveled the world uh, with a team doing finance and operations, moved to Paris. Uh, I'll do a whole nother podcast about that true manifestation uh, and, and did the same. And so I had 
such an amazing opportunity to work with executives right out of my career, like CEOs of business units and Fortune 500 companies, and had the opportunity to travel the world. Like I was a digital nomad, but I wasn't, right? And this was, you know, early, not early 2000s, but uh, late 2000s, you know, 2010s. And I ended up, my personality is I'm such an adventurer and I'm an Aquarius and I love to do things on my own and my human design is I'm a projector. And so I like to do things my way. And so corporate just never felt the way that I wanted it to be. I felt like I was trading time for money because uh, I could work fast, but it was always hourly stuff. And I just didn't like to be told what to do. And so I wanted to get out of my corporate job in Paris and I did not realize at that moment the the importance of my that visa that I had silly girl in their 20s uh and I I quit my job and I had I had backup right I had and I building your network is everything in in how you build wealth and where you go you know the stronger your network is the more opportunities that you're going to have that will come to you. And so my business network is very great. And it's something that I try to to continue to build, right? Because you get to meet amazing people. The more the more people that you find are like-minded or people that you want to align with and that's those people are part of your network the more of those people you're going to get so it's a it's a huge opportunity and that's where a lot of work comes from right so if you're still in corporate and you're wanting to even make a shift or get an introduction well that's huge is your network and I negotiated with my previous employer a freelance contract and the reason why I'm telling you this is don't worry we're going to get there and we're going to get there relatively soon is I jumped from a corporate job to a freelance job from trading still time and money to trading time and money again, just more money. And uh, time was a little bit less, but because you're trading time for money, you're incentivized to try to work a lot so you still get the money, right? Price times quantity. And I say that because when we think about the wealth quadrant, there's four aspects to the wealth quadrant. And the, you know, let's, since this is not a visual, let's just go down one to four. Number one is that you are an employee. So somebody has a business, they have an asset, and you are doing the thing for them. Number two is that you are a freelancer. We can almost call this self-employed. You are doing something on your own. So you're responsible for finding the clients, you're responsible for paying the taxes. People are paying you, but you're the one that's doing it. So that could be a freelancer, that could be self-employed. The thing is, the point of this between number two and number three is that number three, you're a business owner. You got a team. You got a team helping do the fulfillment. You've got systems in place. You're building your business like an asset. So that's number three. And number four is that you are an investor, which is where we all want to be. And so an investor investing, basically having your money work for you completely, right? Uh, And not not being fully that business owner and either investing in companies, investing in um, investing in other assets, right? So that is the wealth quadrant defined by uh, Guy Kowalski and Rich Dad Poor Dad. And at that point in my life, I was definitely doing the freelancing, even though I was, you know, working for myself, getting good money, all that stuff, still trading time for money. And I didn't give myself, because I didn't have the conscious awareness, any permission to really think of like, what else is it that I want to do? 
it wasn't until that next year that I started to dabble into my first business, which was a startup tech platform, uh, that I was like, oh, this is very interesting. And that's going to be a whole different podcast about how do you actually start a business, if you're raising capital, all that kind of stuff. It's not the purpose of this podcast. (laughs) But my point in all of this is that that startup got a lot of traction. We actually had people wanting to invest in it. And I said no to it. And it kind of fell to nothing. And I built a good brand name and I built a lot of a big customer list. But, you know, I wasn't ready. I didn't have the entrepreneurial wherewithal, mostly the mindset, to be able to truly hold that space. It was a very competitive market, a very emerging market. It was in the cannabis industry. So for anyone who's not in that, my old podcast, it was all about cannabis. And that got me into thinking, okay, this is interesting. I can build things. I'm good at building things. I'm good at building a team, but there's still some mindset work to do. And it wasn't until 2018 when I was running that business and then I started a financial consulting business that had a team, that had processes, that was doing great stuff, that was a scalable consulting agency that I had the warning signs for the whole year that I was so stressed out, my body was showing, I was losing hair, I was losing weight, I was not, I was in my head most of the time, severe, severe imposter syndrome, severe. Being bullied in an industry, uh, my mom had just been diagnosed with cancer, like all of these crazy, crazy stressors were happening in my life and I was not being honest with myself. I was not being honest with my therapist. I was abusing substances, right? So using them in excess to what they're really for, trying to help manage and and really control my emotions without actually doing any of the internal work of self-discovery. And I was just leaving a podcast uh, panel interview and felt such imposter syndrome, felt such anxiety, just gotten my period because I was trying to have a baby. And I had a wild mental breakdown. And it was so, it was so, you know, it took me a few years to say that was a breakthrough. My therapist was like, ah, that's a breakthrough. I was like, that does not feel like a breakthrough. And it was, you know, in hindsight, and everything's in hindsight, that that was a point for me to recognize I was not on the right path, that I was not using my gifts in a way that were supposed to be. And it's true. And I was not taking care of myself. I wasn't doing the spiritual work, the entrepreneur, like the personal. And I say spiritual work in the sense of, yes, there is some a higher power, but I really reference it into doing the deeper work about who I am and my soul. Right. So when I say spiritual, that's usually my definition of it, unless I'm like the universe. So we talk about a higher power. So that was 2018. 2019, you know, I thought 2018 was hard, but 2019 got very hard because my now he's my husband, but my boyfriend at the time was having a lot of immigration issues, like extreme immigration issues. My mom has cancer, like is coming came back and I have to move back home to Portland. Like I'm just not at that point where I feel like I can hold those businesses together. I didn't have that mental strength or the support system that I really needed. And, you know, 
it was a hard year. It was, I think, the point that I realized that, whoa, this is, can it get any harder was I was in the hospital. And this was not the first time that I had been in the hospital, but this was the first time that I'm in the ICU. And I'm looking at my mom, who doesn't look like she's going to make it, doesn't look like she's going to live, who's barely breathing, you know, hooked up to tubes, and thinking like, I'm at a, I'm at a job now. I gave up everything. I like had to like quit and start a job. So much shame. I'm so much, so much shame, so much hidden anger, and so much self-doubt and no self-love at all. And so much fear. And I'm thinking to myself, like, can it get any anywhere? It's like, does the universe have anything else to throw me? I really like that is how I felt. And, you know, luckily, you know, there is that breaking point, right? So I thought 2018 was hard. No, 2019 was very hard, but that was the moment of the reckoning, right? You almost have to go like very, very, very low to come up high again, right? And so that, you know, she, my mom almost passed away in April and it was very, very scary. And she didn't finish her chemo and her radiation treatment until the summer of 2019. And then my husband was having so many, so many issues with um, immigration. And we had known that we had wanted to move to Europe. But, you know, I didn't think it would be as fast as as we moved. Because at the end of 2019, like we knew in October of 2019, that we were moving to Europe. And I say all of this, because this, to me, is the journey of actual freedom. Because what happened in 2018 and 2019 is that I worked very hard when I was an entrepreneur and I got a lot of success very quick. But I couldn't hold that success, right? So the financial stuff, you know, again, you define success in the only way, in the way that you want. But for me, it was getting on magazines, working with celebrities, you know, having a big network, all of that. Yes, the financials were important, but not as important because I knew I was wanting to build something. So, you know, top line revenue was good uh, for my first year. It was over a hundred thousand, right? But that wasn't it. But 2019 really put wealth and freedom in a different perspective because I realized that my relationships were really non-existent because of the work like all of the work that I had been doing in in building my business right so I neglected that my mom's health is an issue my mental health's an issue I realized my experiences of life were not the ones that I wanted to have I was working all the time and so 2019 was the beginning of me being able to recognize that hmm I think I might have things a little bit wrong and that was the time that I started to really dive deeper into who I was and to start really becoming radically honest with myself. And so, you know, 2020 comes around, you know, all the things that I had done. So come back to entrepreneurship and all the things that I had done and become known for in the United States were really irrelevant in the south of France. So I took the time to start really diving in into like the ikigai and figuring out what is it that I want to do. And so environment is really important into everything that you're building now my whole 
I love online business, right? Like that is amazing. I had been doing some form of like online business, I think since 2015, but not in the way that we traditionally define it, right? Because my marketing was not online. None of that stuff was online. That was all offline referrals, event marketing, all that kind of stuff. So 2020 is a year of, well, the pandemic, which was actually for me, not as bad as it was for many people because 2018, 2019 were super hard. And I get pregnant actually in 2020. So it was like very lovely. I think that I was finally taking care of my body in a way like that was good to be able to have a baby. And, uh, you know, I pick up more of the financial consulting, some business development jobs. So kind of started on something on my own, but I didn't define it. 2020 happens, 2021 happens, still doing the same thing. We moved to Portugal in 2022 in May because, wow, it's just so much better than the south of France in terms of the food, the culture, the happiness of everybody. It's just, it is so big and so different in that sense. And it just felt like, ah, our souls belonged here. So we moved here. I started to build an entrepreneurial community and I I continued to tell myself Oh, but I want to focus on this. I want to focus on this. And that was helping entrepreneurs build business. But because I'm I'm a very analytical person and the wealth gap is very big for women. You know, you know, if you think about it in the US, 30 women own 32 cents to the dollar than men. Women um retire with three quarters of what a man has. Women live longer than men and Women do not feel financially confident. So as an entrepreneur, I'm like, wow, okay, this is amazing. I see an opportunity here. <laughs> Let me figure out how to do that. But the thing is, is I, I like to build things. I'm not, you know, if I'm coaching somebody, it's coaching somebody on their mindset, on their performance. It's not on their finances. And so I told myself, honestly, for the last 12 months that I want to do something with personal finances because personal finances I realized as a CPA as an as an accountant as somebody that helped people with their business finances personal finances were not taught to me and you've seen it I think the financial momentum at the beginning of this podcast tells you some of the basics that you need to learn I'm not going to talk to you about this on the podcast today (laughs) I will I promise and this is where the story is going but what I recognized and this is something that I have been recognizing, but was have not been fully radically honest with myself because it scares the hell out of me, is that I have identified with somebody that can talk about money, that somebody that loves to talk about money, loves to talk about how to manage money for a long time. But I, my friends, am still learning how to build wealth. I am. I am still learning how to do that. And I don't really want to talk just about how to build a budget and how to do personal finances and why you need an accountant. I don't. And I don't want to waste our time on this podcast talking about that. Because from my own experience, if you want to build wealth, you build a business and you sell the business or you create some asset that you can sell. Yes, the stock market and investing in real estate is so important. We'll talk about that. I'll get experts on. I'll tell you all the things that I know, but I'm going to tell you, I know a lot more about business than any of those other things. And so as I told you at the very beginning of this podcast that, yeah, I've been telling myself a lie, the lie is this. I don't want to hold the space 
as Moni Knows Money for this podcast anymore. I can't. I don't want to. I'm sorry. I'm glad that you have listened up until this point. I want to hold the space for you to grow as fast as you can grow, both professionally, spiritually, and personally. That is the space that I want to hold for you. The people that I've interviewed have actually not talked to you about money. (laughs) I want to talk to you a little bit about money. I want to talk to you about some other things. And so this is why we are renaming the podcast. It's just not aligned. And in fact, I've been telling myself this beautiful lie that that is what I wanted to do. And that is my challenge to you. What lie have you been telling yourself? This is going to be a deep lie, a deep lie that you actually believe, right? So you might not be aware that it is a lie yet, that you have convinced yourself that is what you're supposed to do, but you don't, but there's, and I'm going to tell you a few ways that you can figure out how this might not be really what you're supposed to do, right? So this is how I've, I've recognized if you are like not in full alignment, because that's exactly what happened with this podcast, right? I'm not in full alignment. And when you're not in full alignment, you know what happens? It's hard to manifest. When you're not in full alignment, you know what happens? You get stressed out. And when you're not in full alignment, you are not in full alignment. It means you're not happy. You're not thriving. You're not doing the things that are truly bringing you joy. And what's interesting about this, and this is a very sticky subject in the sense of two things. When it gets hard, and it will get hard in your business and in your life, I'm not telling you to give up at all. I was talking to somebody and she said, well, if it's hard, you know, you're supposed to just maybe let it go. I'm like, "Mm, no, you're not. If it gets hard, you push because it's out of, you're getting out of your comfort zone. And so for me to have this conversation with you about the podcast, I'm being super vulnerable here because I would have just continued to go, but I knew it's not fully aligned. And so as you are getting confronted with things in your life that you feel like you're getting pushed in one direction, but you don't feel it fully, you want to be truly honest with yourself and give yourself space to understand, is that your ego telling you that you are, you know, oh, it's it's okay, just stop, don't worry, because you are on the brink of something, you are on the breakthrough of something. Is that? Or is it that it's your higher self, your ultimate power, the highest version of yourself that's saying, hey, honey, you are not aligned please, let's do something else. And so, you know, you can look at it from the universal perspective is that like the universe will show you signs also if something's not aligned or if something is aligned. And I just want you to start thinking about your about that for yourself. And what is it that you have been telling yourself that is maybe not your narrative or a previous narrative of an older version of yourself that is no longer aligned. And I say this with such a profound desire for you to expand on what you believe is possible and for you to let go of the things that are no longer serving you. I say it also with the caveat about making sure that that is a smart financial decision. So I guess Moni does know money, (laughs) but really making sure that that is a smart financial decision because... I was in a coaching program and the woman, it was an expensive coaching program and the woman did not know a ton about business finances and she was giving very poor advice to the participants in that program to tell people the things that they built, they should just forget about it. 
You don't do that. If you've built an asset, you've built an asset. So as I'm telling you of these ideas of like to pursue something or to see if there's something that you want to let go of, look at that again, my favorite word, holistically. Look at look at that if it is honoring you and your truth and going to honor you financially because it's holistic wealth, baby. So the podcast name, well, you are going to see because now as you're listening to this podcast, you now know the podcast name. And the reason why I'm saying this at the, at this recording, I've had like five names that I've been thinking, oh, does it matter? And you know, you might be thinking, Simone, come on, it's not that big of a deal. And you're right, it's not. And so this is the perfectionist in me. One of the other things that I'm letting go. So my darlings, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. I really hope that this did mean something to you, that you can take a piece of it and apply it to something in your life and in your business. Because we tell our narratives, we tell ourselves narratives all of the time. Those, some of those narratives are amazing. They're getting us into a beautiful spot. They're helping us envision our highest self and our dream home or our dream car and our dream location. Yet some of the narratives are holding us back from achieving the true success that we want or living in true ultimate freedom of what we want our life to be. So that's what I want you to ask yourself and reflect on today. Are you living the freedom that you want? Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I'm so, so happy that we are connected and part of a community that are really focused on building true freedom in our business and in our life. So if you love this, if you liked it, if you found some value in it, please make sure that you like it and you subscribe to the podcast. If you're feeling extra, extra grateful, share it with a friend, anyone who might have needed this. The more people that we can help collectively, the better we're all going to be. Until next week, have a beautiful, lovely, happy, and fulfilled week.